Welcome to Hello Easton PA. I'm your host, Mark Nutting. I'm the owner of Jiba Fitness, an author, business consultant, former actor, dancer, martial artist, superhero, musician, and I love to connect with others. This podcast is a way for me to share the stories of the people I meet in my adopted hometown of Easton, Pennsylvania. Hi, this is Mark Nutting, and today I'm talking with Ryan Fisher of Lehigh Valley Photography Group. Hey, Ryan. Hey, Mark. Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. Uh, so Lehigh Valley Photography Group, tell me about your business. So uh, the Lehigh Valley Photography Group is actually two different entities. One of it is a business that I run, which is my personal photography business. Uh, we specialize in portraits, weddings, events, and a whole lot of other things. Uh, and then we have a group that is shared on Facebook with many photographers all over the world. We have like 9,000 members. People share their photographs from everywhere. I mean, is that, I mean, that's what the group is, is, is just a, a photographic share? Yes, it's a photography's group. It's okay. a photographer's group. Right, okay. It's for photographers to share their work and get inspired by other photographers. And, you know, cool. explore different techniques and yeah, editing yeah. styles. And, and it, I, you know, that, that's interesting. I, you know, I, I certainly, uh, I do a lot of communication and outreach online. And uh, I, so did you start that? Yeah, I started the group in uh, 2017. It was March 2017. It's actually St. Patrick's Day. I was uh, out drinking and no, decided I need something to do. I wasn't. I was actually at a cabin up on a Wampawpack Lake and it was a snowstorm and I was taking these sunrises, beautiful snowfall. And uh, being on face, Facebook from like 2009 until now, you know, being a photographer, always looking at everybody's work. Mm -hmm. You have to look here, you have to look there, you have to look up this guy. I just didn't have the time to do that, working two jobs, and right. I wanted everybody to kind of come together. Yeah. So I started this group with the intent of getting to like 10,000 members, and uh, we're almost there, we're at 9,000. That's that's quite an accomplishment. Yeah, it is neat. And did you, you know, just out of curiosity, do you reach out to those people you were looking for? They're going, okay, I want to go to this guy's, he's got good stuff, I'm interested in that, and just go out and invite the people you knew? It definitely started like that. So I, I being who I am and, uh, being a photographer for a while, I, I've met a lot of people that I admired their work, mm -hmm. you know, and wow, this guy's just amazing, or this lady takes amazing photographs, and I wanted to kind of bring us all together so we could just share on one page yeah. instead of, you know. So, yeah, I reached out to a lot of amazing photographers. Good. That's, that's yeah. quite an accomplishment. Uh, but let's get back to your business itself, okay. and... Uh, you you say you do a lot of different styles of photography. Uh, what would you say is your niche? What or even you know? So I know I know a lot of people don't like to claim the niche because they do so much. And, yeah. But if you let's say, what do you enjoy shooting the most? So uh, there's <laughs> what I enjoy shooting most is always going to be street photography. Yeah. That was a that's how I actually started doing this. Was picking up a camera back in 1993. You know just clicking around the, the streets of Easton and uh, not really sharing any of those images with anybody because it was film back then. And right, yeah. It's a long time ago. And probably around 2005, I really started getting back into photography. Uh, by 2010, I mean, I was working side gigs as a photographer. 
So uh, going out in the streets and stuff really uh, teaches you a lot about light, composition, mm -hmm. a lot of different things like that. So that is really like my passion is doing architectural street photography. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you, you said right now you don't have a, a brick and mortar or studio other than you, a home studio that you have. I have a very uh, small home studio that I only shoot headshots in. A lot of my clients that hire me for headshots are corporates, mm -hmm. uh, Lehigh University, Victaulic, that type yeah. of business model. So I actually go on site, bring my lights and all that stuff there, do the headshots I have to do, and then I have a home office yeah. where I work out of. Oh, great. Right in Easton. So you were talking about the years you've been in here in Easton. Are you a uh, native Estonian? I am a Palmer Township. Uh, so yes, part of Easton. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So your whole life here. Yep. I was born and raised in Palmer. I lived in Williams Township for my teenage years and then uh, went off to college for a little bit. Yeah. Came back and I've been living here ever since. So pretty much always been here. Oh, great. The, um, what, do, what have you done Let's, okay, we're shifting, obviously shifting into your personal life here. That's fine. Uh, so <laughs> let's find out about Ryan. Hey. Hey. Um, so, you know, living and growing up here, all that, the, uh, and you, you know, photography was sort of your side gig for a while, all that. What did you, <laughs> what did you want to be when you grew up? Ooh. Oh, well, when as, a, kid? as a kid, I always wanted to be a comedian <laughs> as a young kid. Well, you know what's funny is you're the third person I've interviewed who's, who said that. I could imagine. Yeah. yeah. You it, always want to make people laugh, right? Yeah. Make yeah. people feel good. Uh, then I, as a teenager in high school, I was a pretty good athlete and all that stuff. Of course, you want to be an NFL football player. Not that that was ever going to happen. I did want to follow an art career. Uh, I was a tremendous painter as a kid. Mm -hmm. uh, painted with Antonio Salemi, who was a very high-ranking you know, artist, uh, did a lot of work with the, uh, the heads in the, uh, in the white house of all the presidents, oh, he yeah. sculpted yeah. all them. Huh. And then my art teacher in high school was, uh, Marianne Semino, who was just amazing person that taught me so many things about life and art. Yeah. Uh, yeah. actually one of my first camera lessons was from her <laughs> wow. back in 1993. So, and it goes a long way back. You said you went to college for a bit. I uh, did. What did you intend on doing with that? So my uh, <laughs> I mean, you may not have declared a major at that point, but what did you no. think you were going to? Uh, so I went for mechanical drafting and engineering. Uh, I did come out of college, and I had a, a great job at Victaulic up in uh, Forks Township for many years. I was a project coordinator for uh, municipalities across the country. I basically helped design wastewater treatment plants and make sure you know, all the material was there and stuff like that. What took you away from that? It was very stressful. I mean, uh, raising three kids and doing that and then doing a side job as a wedding photographer, portrait photographer, yeah. uh, trying to get my name out in the art galleries as a landscape photographer. So I was running, I was burning on both ends. Sure. And uh, probably around 20, uh, 2018, I made a decision that, I have to go one direction in my life. I can't pull myself both directions and raise a family. Yeah. So I, uh, I resigned from a very, very good job and followed my dream. And here I am. Well, you know, that's, uh, that's admirable. I, uh, you know, the, 
to, you said you had three kids, mm -hmm. to pull up, you know, the, the sure thing and, uh, and go for the unsure thing is a leap of faith was, and uh, not an easy step. It was very difficult. Um, by the time I did that, I already had a good establishment with my photography business. Mm -hmm. I was doing it for 11 years before I left uh, the talk. You know, I was a weekend warrior, so. Yeah. And uh, so it was a really big leap of faith uh, initially, uh, and it really was scary for about a year because you don't know enough about the business to sure. get more business. Right. And that's the hardest thing about being a photographer is how do I survive doing yeah. this art? Yeah. How do I sell this art to people? How do I sell this art to galleries? How do I sell this art to businesses like hospitals? And how do you get your stuff out there? So it did take a little bit of a risk to do that. Of course, my wife was not very happy with me at the time, <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, we have some discussions about that still. Uh, I do make an effort to uh, put my best foot forward for all my clients, no matter how large, how small. Treat everybody with respect, kindness, and I hope everybody really enjoys the photographs that I create for them. Now, you, you talk <clears throat> about your, your business. Well, there, you know, there really are two businesses also here, uh, which is your sort of commercial business and then your art business. Correct. So, you know, um, the, you know, the question I, I guess I have is, which do you, I mean, I would, I, which do you enjoy more? And, and well, how do you feel about both ends? Uh, so being a portrait uh, photographer, headshot, wedding, event photographer, that is one aspect of my business. The other aspect, of course, is uh, selling fine art photography mm -hmm. to galleries or to people that want to buy it from a gallery or the like St. Luke's Hospital is one of my biggest uh, accounts. Yeah. So if you go to any of the St. Luke's hospitals, you look at the photographs in the hallways, there's a good chance one of them is mine. Yeah. So that is really exciting. I mean, the art side of it is fantastic. It's also a lot harder to make money. Mm -hmm. uh, people don't always buy photographs as art. Yeah. It's yeah. a very hard medium to sell. Uh, it's not a painting. Although the the amount of time that it takes to do it, it should be. Nobody yeah, sees the you know, that's the scene. an interesting uh, point because they probably don't see the time put in, the effort. Yeah, and and you know, I, I interviewed Michael Kubel uh, as well, and, and we had a discussion about the art end of things, and uh, you know, everything from lighting to angles to you know, just every all those things that come into play. But you know, like many forms of art too I and mean, people just don't see the the effort put into it or the not just not even just the effort but the years put into it to learn to do those things yeah um you know, lots of years of photography lots of years of bad photographs <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah i i started out and i thought i was pretty good and i i got humbled very quickly by a, a many a great photographers ahead of me and uh Knowing that you could always get better at something, I think is important to me because I really take the pride to learn new software for editing. Like I, I just don't edit with the same 
software I've been using for the last 10 years, yeah. you know, there's always something new coming out. Or... Well, you mentioned, you know, in, a, in the preliminary questionnaire, you mentioned trying to stay up on technology, yeah. which, which caught my attention because there are all kinds of ways that technology come into play. Yeah. Um, and you just mentioned the software changes and, and what you can do with that. Uh, how about the cameras? Yeah, so uh, back in uh, 2016, I actually changed over to a smaller camera company, Olympus, uh, which was uh, a medium, a small micro four-thirds format instead of a full-frame format. So you're getting a much smaller type camera. But I did switch over because it was mirrorless and it was so much more advanced than the old DSLR type cameras. Yeah. You could see the images as you take it. You know what they're going to look like. There's no guesswork if you hit the right F spot. You know. Right. There's no guesswork if you have the right aperture. If you're at the right, you, you can see it all right on your screen. So that was a big leap in technology, just going from a mirrorless camera to a, you know, a, a, a DSLR camera to a mirrorless camera. Yeah. It's a huge jump. Not a lot of camera manufacturers switched over right away right away sure. so olympus was one of the forefronts in that technology in the uh, mirrorless technology so jumping on board with olympus turned out to be one of the greatest things that ever happened to me i did have a chance to be an olympus ambassador from 2019 until they sold the company in 2021 what is what is an ambassador so i was one of their educators uh, oh, okay so uh, somebody buys a new camera, they have a question, they don't know if they want to go out and take photographs with the new camera, I could teach them how to use the camera. Yeah, okay. And that was a really great opportunity. It got my name out in front of a lot of people, opened a lot of doors. Unfortunately, uh, you know, Olympus had to sell their camera division off. Uh, another company picked it up. I still do use the uh, new camera company, which is OM Systems. Uh, they're still located here in Bethlehem. Uh, so I still do use their cameras, and I buy a new camera every two years. Every two years? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so tell me about the software aspect. I mean, what, yeah, you know, it's in, interesting. It reminds me of a, uh, a friend of mine when I was living in New York. A friend of mine uh, was a photographer, and he, you know, had his dark room and would go in, and, yeah. and you know, there, there's a limitation to how much you can manipulate the photo when you're, you know, uh, developing your own. Um, and he, when the di digital age started, he was dead set against the whole thing. He goes, you know, as soon as I'm able to manipulate that, the minutia, I will never be done, you know, with a photo. I'll just keep, you know, editing forever. Uh, so your take on this, I mean, you're, you're keep looking, I mean, he is, he, obviously he, he has since gone, you know, the yeah. way of digital, yeah. but it was an interesting viewpoint. And, you know, when you're looking at technologies, what are you looking for the technology to do that makes you switch to a new technology? So uh, as a professional photographer and being a, a portrait wedding photographer, uh, you're taking two to 3,000 photographs a day. You have to process these photographs. You got to do it quickly. You want it to look like every photograph is yours. You, know, right. you don't want to edit one and have a different white balance on another photograph right okay so all these things come into play and so you can do batch editing yeah, so you can to do, speak sort of i mean not totally batch editing i mean there's certain parts of it that you have to go individually into a photograph and take out of if there's 
imperfections on somebody's face or a blemish, sure, you're yeah. going to get rid of that form. But that's all. That technology is not quite there yet. Yeah, but it is coming, mm-hmm. and that's what's interesting about technology. So. In a landscape, you take a photograph and the lighting is what the lighting is. Yeah. If you have, say, Adobe Lightroom or Adobe Photoshop, two of the major softwares that I use, yeah. um, and then uh, Topaz is another one, but that's a little bit different. That's for denoising digital photographs. Mm. But on the Adobe end of it, uh, I've been with Adobe since 2005. Uh, I've been using their software. I purchased every year until 2013, and then they came out with a subscription. So now I'm on their subscription service, and being uh, somebody that you know goes through about 100, 200,000 photographs in a year, you really realize how important keeping your files in order, right? Having the ability to batch file light. A white balance in a photograph right. yeah. throughout a scene of those photographs is very important because you're just time saving. Yeah. Because yeah. it really does come down to you own a business, you got to make money. For every hour I shoot, I'm editing about three hours of work. Hmm. So yeah. that then that's sometimes a little bit more, sometimes a little bit less. It sure. depends on your yeah. subject or what you're, yeah. you're photographing. But yeah, so you shoot an eight hour wedding, you're, you're going to be sitting down for a good week. Yeah. Editing photographs. So um, do you do a lot of weddings? I do not do a ton of weddings. I have a limit on how many I can do. Uh, I do about 10 a year, and that's all I really want to do. Yeah, because of the time commitments. and Time commitments, and then I have uh, really a body that's not all perfect anymore. I'm a little beaten down at this point. So standing for 10 hours a day can get a little... Right. Tasking all my body, but sure, I do enjoy it. I love doing weddings. I mean, who doesn't love seeing a wedding? Well, you know, every, everybody's happy. You know, yeah. you know, having a good time and, and yeah. capture all that. Right, it is a very rewarding thing. Yeah, but I, I would much rather just do portraits, one-offs, uh, more modeling type stuff. Yeah. So uh, back to you a little bit. Uh, three kids. How old are they? So I have an almost 21-year-old, an almost 19-year-old, and an almost 10-year-old. Okay. <laughs> uh, all, almost, you almost have all yeah. these. Yeah. So I have uh, two kids in college, uh, Logan and, and Olivia. They're fantastic. And then I have a little one, Molly, who's just uh, a peach, but amazingly a lot of energy. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Having kids 11, 12 years apart is... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I I grew up with, I mean, there were there were eight kids in my family, yeah. but I mean, my I had two older, but I mean, my youngest brother was thirteen years younger, so you know that age difference, you know, you you it's like, you know, I mean, actually, you know, it's like when your older kids can help take care of your younger yeah. kids. I mean, I remember diapering my you know younger siblings. Yeah, um, I don't so, think my older ones did that. Well, they uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, well yeah, Maybe was, there were a lot of kids, and so I was like, okay, somebody's got to take a turn, you yeah. know, that kind of thing. But uh, yeah, so a, a big age difference there. Um, but and two off in college, that's, that's quite a bit. Yes, it yeah. is. Are they local? Uh, they're ones at Shippensburg, ones at Bloomsburg. So yeah, yeah, pretty local. Okay. What have I missed? What else uh, do you think the audience would like to hear about? 
I, you know, uh, so on the group end of it, which is really cool, is we're really orientated around our community. Uh, so the if you go to Facebook and you look up Lehigh Valley Photography Group, you can always join us and you can see what kind of uh, things that that group does and what we do for our community. There's a lot of uh, community Facebook pages that, uh, you know, share other people's information. We share photographs and and we don't really keep it towards a business type thing. It's more about sharing your photograph with a, with people that want to see photographs. And of course, other photographers that can critique it or give you some pointers mm-hmm. along the way. But with that, uh, we do do, we raise a lot of money for this community. Uh, just this year alone, uh, we've donated over $4,000 just to our high school kids that are in theater. So I was the official Freddie yeah. Award photographer this year. 2023 that is a total donation i'm talking i've probably put 40 hours of work into it yeah that's uh, great tons and tons but you give it you're giving it back to your community it's so nice to do that type of stuff like we'll get together and we'll do uh, a workshop where everybody will come and we'll go down to third street alliance and we'll take them on a little tour first floor second floor and that's about it but you get to take photographs and what we try to do is it's donation only so if you bring a gift card, you can come in and all those gift cards go right back to the Third Street Alliance. And oh, yeah. we give them, they, they give them out to their, you know, the people that are living there and they can use those gift cards for whatever they want. So last year we did, uh, I'm going to say about $1,400 worth of gift cards for the Third Street Alliance, That's which is really cool. Yeah. And then we do stuff for pediatric cancer for kids. Um, now you say uh, we, the, with the group. Yes, so there's uh, me, who's the, the creator of the group, and then I have a list of admins that are phenomenal photographers, uh, Ted Palgrove, uh, Matthew Cannon, who's very popular here in Houston. So a lot of us get together and we do different things to help raise money for different needs. Yeah. Yeah. So if we had a uh, PCELF, so Pediatric Cancer Foundation of Lehigh Valley, gives us a call and they say, hey, we, we want to do a story uh, every September. They do a 30-30 story. So it's 30 kids that have pediatric cancer and they run a story. So we'll go out and whoever they call me, usually they call me and then I'll divvy up the work for people and yeah. we'll go out and we'll take these photographs and that's all. It's all super rewarding and also very 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 uh sad thing to photograph sure yeah i get that you learn just amazing things like uh, i've had a few of the kids in the past that i've photographed that have passed Mm -hmm. and that and that's that's to be able to create a memory for their parents is more it's it's really important Mm -hmm. so i'm glad we get to touch on that that aspect of it you know we get to help out our community yeah with photography. I, I think that's i think it's great i think it's always you know super to give back to the community and yeah. those, those sound like some great yeah sad know. stories but amazingly hopeful yeah. and yeah you know just really neat stuff sometimes doing that I, I do do think that community service end of things is is a tremendous thing to be involved with oh i know what i was going to say uh, really you know you, you know you're it sounds like you take people and, and talk about photography. And I mean, so do you try to mentor uh, yeah. other photographers? 
I do. I do have a lot of uh, other photographers that reach out to me and ask for, you know, a lot of business type questions. And then, of course, photography, camera questions, technical questions. Uh, but one of the intents of the group was to have a place where we could hold workshops. Before uh, COVID happened, we were doing eight workshops a year, which was really a lot of fun. And I know everybody that... Are these online or, or in person? In person. Okay. We would pick uh, a city. We would do a morning in Easton, a morning in Bethlehem, a morning in Allentown. Oh, okay. And then we would do a night in Allentown, a night in Easton, a night in Bethlehem. Yeah. And we would gather. Oh, God, we've had up to 86 people come to some of these events, which was really a lot of fun. And then COVID happened and it kind of drew all sure. that away from it. Yeah. So we switched uh, a little bit of angle there. We did do a little bit of a podcast for a few months with the group and we weren't getting the type of people listening or mm -hmm. to continue to do it. So we gave up on that. So you gotta, you know, how much stuff can you do? You're working two jobs, you got right. kids, yeah. you're doing a so yeah, trying to teach people how to use their cameras. And so we gave up a little bit on that. And then the workshops just became walks because, you know, it's just the way it goes. We mm -hmm. just didn't have as many people participating yeah. after COVID. So we just made them in the walks for a few years and and then the walks got less and less people. So it's just one of those things where what do you what do you think that's about? I mean, I know COVID shut everybody down. Yeah. Uh, but you know the the um, sort of loss of interest. What what do you? I just don't it, know if people were scared to be around other people because of perhaps getting. I really don't know what it was. Uh, you know, photography alone and the cameras in general. I mean, that's a this is slowly fizzling out type of craft and the way that I'm, I'm looking at Do you, do you at think it. so? You re really? I mean, well, you know, I, I know that people are now, you know, with the iPhones, phones you got your iPhones. I mean, my, my kids will borrow mine because my yeah. camera's better. Yeah. You know, they're going, oh, let me use your, your iPhone. Uh, but, you know, so that you think the, do you think that now that the cameras are better on mobile devices, uh, people are just opting for, yeah, I can just take a billion pictures and it doesn't really matter. I'm, I'm going to say that you can get a really good photo off of an iPhone. Everything's got to be perfect. Yeah. You know, and if you really zoom in on it, you can see the imperfections that the camera itself, you're not going to get the same image. Yeah. I mean, a, a DSLR from 2005 is still going to give you a better image than mm -hmm. your, your iPhone. Right. Uh, it's not that the cameras are inferior. It's it's this is so convenient, and you always have it on you. Right. And that and that part of people, oh, well, I don't need to hire. I have a camera. Yeah. No, that's that takes away from it. And you can tell the business has as a photographer. I mean, you can ask any photographer. We stay busy because we have to. <laughs> right. That's survival. Uh, but you can tell that in the numbers of young people that pick up cameras. And that's where the real number is. It's interesting. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, I'm in and out of camera stores all the time. There is not very many young people buying cameras to become a professional photographer. You just don't see it. Hmm. I mean, you, you see, like, people when they get in their 30s, they'll buy a camera, you know, and then yeah. they'll get interested and they'll get better at it and they'll maybe create something. I mean, basically, that's what happened to me. Yeah, yeah. You know, I... I 
didn't really get going until 2011. I was 30, about 36 years old then. Right. 35 years old. So you just don't see many young kids. And even when I run a workshop, the majority of people are older than me at the workshop. Let me uh, just kick over and and just talk about your art again. Uh, And what, well, actually there are two things. Uh, I do want to talk about that. But also we were talking about you you mentoring. Uh, You still have mentors? Yes, I do. I do. I honestly, uh, Frank Smith, who is an Olympus visionary, uh, Joe Edelman, who's an Olympus visionary, two of the most wonderful guys I've ever met, uh, photographer level, I mean, through the roof. Frank is a landscape photographer, you know, beautiful landscapes. And then Joe is a, a highly decorated uh, portrait photographer. Yeah. He's been a Nikon ambassador. He's been an Olympus ambassador. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I really appreciate everything those guys taught me yeah. years ago. That, and do you still go back to them? Or are they still around? Yeah, I mean, they're still both around. We we still chat on Facebook and stuff here and there. But yeah. they're, they're amazing photographers. There's a lot of great photographers out there that, you know, if you can get any kind of information from them to help you, your business, your your style out, you got to go get it. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> they're not going to just tell you. You got to ask. Right. Yeah. No, that I mean, I was, and I was going to also say what, or also ask what kind of, uh, what kind of advice you'd be, you give uh, people who are looking into creating a career in, in photography. Uh, if it's on the business end, uh, I, I got to be honest with you, it's not an easy business, and uh, you've really got to push forward to get what you want out of it. How, how did you, how did you learn the business end? Was it just trial by fire, or? I, I I ran a business years ago when I was still in, in college and out of college my first year. So I was in a little painting business. And I learned a little bit about business then. Nothing in particular, not really sales. I mean, you learn so much more as you do it sure. over time yeah. and years of learning how to, you know, talk and communicate with people. Uh, but if I would have to say anything about somebody starting up young in this business is is you have to put your work out there doesn't matter how you do it you got if it's facebook instagram TikTok, whatever to to look for the critique so people can actually see your work and know oh this is this guy i mean ryan fisher 12 years ago was just ryan fisher yeah now everybody goes oh i know you you're that photographer guy but it it was only because the effort that i put forward to put my work out there yeah yeah. You see a lot of people post maybe one photograph, and then you don't see anything for three months. Right. Nobody's going to know who you are. Like, you really have to, you got to put yourself out. Yeah. And you got to ask. You got to ask people, hey, do you need photographs done? I ask everybody. Right. It doesn't matter. Do you need real estate? What do you need? Can I yeah. help you out? Yeah. So it's all about networking and, and getting your name out there and making sure you have, you know, you figure out that type just to get the business uh on the business end of it i mean it's not easy there is a lot of photographers out there yeah and a lot of people you know and if you don't show your work you're never going to get noticed and and from the art end of things uh how do you do that i mean do you do you do you go to say gallery owners or uh yes Yes, is the answer. Yeah. Well, I, I interviewed Anthony Marasini. Yes, uh, which was a great interview. Well, man. thank you. And uh, Ant- he he said, you know, yeah, don't send me stuff. Don't do this. Come see me. Yes. You know, 
Um, so 2016, I had a really big show, and thank you, Troy, up at uh, Two Rivers, up on the uh, hill there, Two Rivers Brewery. I had uh, printed out 30 campus photographs and probably 10 metal photographs, my yeah. photographs. Yeah. And I purchased them. I put them in my house. And I said, I'm, I want to do a show. Yeah. And 2016, I was talking to Troy. And I said, Troy, you know, can I use your upstairs one day to do a show? And I'll leave my photographs in here for a month. Yeah. And it was an amazing turnout. I mean, it turned out perfect. I ended up selling 16 of those 30 canvases right out of there, which right. was tremendous. And right around that same time, I met Anthony. I, I knew Anthony longer than that, but I met Anthony down at Connections, and I, you know, hey, can I put some stuff in here? And he let me sit. I'm at my work. Not everything made it, of course, yeah. but yeah. I get the whole the whole reason why. And uh, ended up selling a, a few, you know, metal prints and canvases out of there, which was really an awesome feeling. It was just awesome. So. That's how you get noticed. You, right. you have to go out and yeah. get to ask so people. It is, yeah, and it, so it's not just online. I mean, a lot of yeah. people will default to online only yeah. kinds of things. And I've always said, in general, I mean, in my business as well. I mean, a lot of people, a lot of you know, fitness businesses will do all their marketing and everything online. And, yeah. I, and I've always said, if you're a brick and mortar, you get out in the community, you get to know people. You know, that's how you build an audience. That's how you build a connection. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Yeah. So, I mean, whether whether you're doing it for, um, I mean, the idea is to what you were saying, just to get it out there, put your stuff out, go see yeah. the people, be proactive. Yeah, and and you know, if you have another photographer that you like and you wanted to ask him some questions, anybody that runs in our group, the admins, the moderators. Not all of them are professionals, but I would say 80% of the people that are in my group are professional photographers that run the group. Yeah, yeah. Ask us questions. We're, we're, we have a chat. We're online. Yeah. You can personally message me, hey, what about this? And I'm always willing to, to throw out, you know, my opinion about something or my expertise about something or lead you in the right direction. Yeah, sure. Great. I know a lot of people from around here, a lot of photographers that were in my group are now starting to show their work in different galleries. Yeah. Um, the Easton scenes from Easton, Anthony has right. going on right now. That's a lot of people that actually have gone to my courses and, you know, we've, we've talked and right. it's really nice to see that people are branching out and getting a little bit more into it. Yeah. yeah. Any last thoughts? Last thoughts. Last thoughts. Yeah. Uh, not really. I mean, I just hope that uh, more and more people get into the uh, in photography in general. Uh, you know, it's a, it's an amazing uh, thing picking up a camera, taking a photograph, telling a story with that photograph, uh, and it's also it's therapeutic because mm -hmm. you get out in nature. Oh sure, you're yeah. not tied to a desk i mean i know i've worked in an office for 15 and a half years same desk yeah. every day yeah, yeah. <laughs> so to get out and to be in nature take a photograph of a butterfly yeah. it's majestic right who wouldn't like that yeah. you know great so well ryan fisher thank you so much for being here and this is the uh lehigh valley photography group check that out on facebook
I'll have the, the information, the web, website, all that it, stuff to connect with Ryan on the uh, podcast. And uh, thank you once again, Ryan. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Hello Easton PA. This is Mark Nutting, hoping that you'll stop by again to find out more about your fellow Estonians. Have a great day.